Welcome to the Wills and Estate Transmission Podcast, brought to you by DeGroote's, specialist lawyers in wills and estates. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast channel for DeGroote's. And today we welcome Marie Harris to the podcast channel. How are you, Marie? I'm well, thanks, Tony. It's a pleasure to be here today. Great. Look, thanks for taking the time. And today we're talking primarily about contesting a will and all the different aspects of that. And just for convenience, um, contesting wills is different around Australia. It's like everything else, frustrations we've got of that. We're going to talk primarily about New South Wales just for convenience. And that's why you need an expert like DeGroote's, who are a national legal firm, to help you with other states as well. Great. Okay. So let's start off with the first question. What actually is contesting a will? Sure. So, Tony, when I'm talking about contesting a will in New South Wales or in Australia, what I'm referring to is making an application for provision or further provision for a person's maintenance, education or advancement in life from an estate. And what that means is basically saying to the court, this is the person who's passed away, this is their will, but I haven't been adequately provided for in this estate and provision or further provision should be made for me from their estate. And that's different to the term challenging a will, um, which refers to other types of claims that can be made about a person's estate, and we can talk about that another day. Uh, but today, really, what I was wanting to focus on was contesting a will. Okay, great. So we've got definition already. So uh, you touched on it already, but let's get a further deep dive into who are eligible people to contest a will. Sure. So it really depends on which state you're contesting a will in. So the categories of eligible people differ in New South Wales um, to, say, Queensland or Victoria. In New South Wales, the eligible people are set out in the Succession Act and they include a spouse of the deceased person. Um, They also include children of the deceased person. Um, They include a person who was living in um, a close personal relationship with the deceased at the time of death. They also include people who were a member of the household of the deceased and also dependent on them for a particular point in time. And also former spouses are eligible in New South Wales. Um, But again, in different states, former spouses may not be eligible. So it really depends on the state where you're looking at contesting a will. Mm. And this has always been the thing that we've covered on other episodes is... um different states, so I'm just going to call it the state of confusion. Yes, that's quite right. Uh, There have been some calls in the past to try and make it uniform and have a uniform law across Australia, but there's been no no real progress with respect to that as yet. Mm. Okay, so close personal relationship, what would be a definition of a close personal relationship? Yeah, that's a good question, Tony. I'd be looking um, at sort of what sort of personal care the person has provided to the deceased, for instance. Um, were they living together? Did they, for instance, cut the deceased hair or do anything of a personal nature? It could be two siblings that were living together at the time of death and one was providing that extra level of care to the other one. 
Um, paid carers are excluded. So if you do receive a fee for your services, you're not included in that category. Right. So carers that don't have to necessarily be relatives would be included. They could be, yes. So, Marie, just for clarity, um, the term spouse, does that include de facto's? And also, um, what about grandchildren? Are they entitled to make a claim? Sure, Tony. So a de facto is actually included under a separate category of eligible persons. So yes, they would be able to contest a will in New South Wales. Uh, Also, grandchildren is another category of eligible persons and a grandchild would need to just prove that they were dependent at a particular point in time. For grandchildren, what you're really looking at is you're looking to see whether or not the deceased stepped into their parents' shoes and basically acted like a quasi-parent for the grandchild to try and get them over the line and make them eligible to contest a will. Right, okay. So it's not that I babysit the grandchildren uh, twice a week and suddenly they become eligible. Well, they could try and argue that they're eligible, but you need to look into it. Uh, for instance, they might say, oh, you know, their mother may have passed away and then they lived with their grandparent for you know, until they were an adult or until they were 18 years old. In those circumstances, you would say, yes, that grandchild would be eligible. Uh, babysitting might be a little bit more difficult, but they only have to prove that they were dependent Uh, for a particular point in time. So you could try and and argue eligibility, but there'd need to be something more as well to try and get them over the line. Yeah, it seems like that it might actually apply in this case, that wonderful term, common sense. Yes, that's exactly right. So with grandchildren, you need to look at additional things, you know, factors that warrant the making of their application, and that would be As I said, was there some sort of financial dependence or other dependence? It doesn't have to be financial, but were they living with the grandparent at a particular point in time? What sort of care was the grandparent providing? Uh, Babysitting would count, but you're sort of looking at something a little bit more than just babysitting potentially. And I just want to touch on with de facto, and I just thought of something, what about flatmates? Does that cover... So, yeah, I mean, with a de facto, you're looking at uh, the extent of a common life together, whether they had joint bank accounts together, whether they were living together. Uh, There's a whole array of factors that the court are going to look at to try and determine whether or not they were in a de facto relationship. Um, You know, when they were going out in public, well, what did did people consider them to be a, a couple? Um, so flatmates, I mean, you can try and have a crack, but whether or not you'd be successful, that's another thing. I, I, in the past, I did have a um, matter where I had a client who was claiming to be um, in a uh, close personal relationship with the deceased, but it actually turned out that they were receiving um some for the services that they were providing so that, you know, they didn't get over the line there. But it it just depends on, it's a case-by-case sort of scenario. So you look at the facts in each case and then you've got to try and make an assessment as to whether or not they're eligible. Thanks for listening today. 
Don't forget to subscribe, and if you require any further information, please go to our website, www.degroots.com.au, and book a consultation. The contents of this podcast do not constitute legal advice and are of a general nature only. Listeners should make their own inquiries about their specific circumstances and seek legal advice.